Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn Miles is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of Autumn Miles Ministries and the author of Appointed and I Am Rahab. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God, coupled with raw faith. Now, here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there today? Love you guys so much. We have so much going on in the ministry. Welcome to the show today. This is going to be what we were talking about. Um, but how do I get there, Lord? How do I get there? How do I get there, Lord? You you ever hear see these people that, um, you know they're they're doing all this stuff, they're hustling for Jesus, they got all these opportunities going on, and you're sitting there, you know, and you're lazy boy. Well, I don't know. I don't know. People buy lazy boys. Do people buy lazy boys anymore, Matt? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, you're sitting there and you're lazy boy going, why scrolling through your social media? How are they doing that? How are they doing that? We're going to, I'm going to give you some practical steps today um, to encourage you that God's purpose and plan for you, um, you have to participate in. God has it written out for you, but you have to participate in it. You have to come alongside the Lord, buddy up with him, partner up with him. You know, I'm, I'm, I, God bless you. God love you. But I am super over lethargic, lazy Christianity. I love you. I say this all because, because I feel like I have been a lethargic, lazy Christian. And I can't say this. I can speak on authority on it. I am so tired of this. There's a lot of dreamers, a lot of people that have dreams, a lot of people that have goals, but they don't do anything about them. And then they complain to God about why God is not producing something that they are only talking about. God wants to produce it if it is of him. He just needs you to participate in it. In order for us to get to where we want to go, we have to participate along with God. Um, I had a conversation with a single woman um, a couple of weeks ago, and you know she wants to be married, and, and I want her to be married too. I mean, God bless her heart. I want her to be married. But we had this conversation, I want to be married, and I love this about, you know, this is the kind of guy I want to marry, and this is who I believe God is at, and this is blah, 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 blah. And I was like, great, well, what are you doing about it, was my question to her. And she just kind of sat there, and I'm like, are you, are you like, online dating? Are you, like, eHarmony? Are you on, like, Match.com? I mean, I don't know. I haven't dated for 14 years. Um, <clears throat> never mind. Uh, never mind me saying that. I do date my husband. You should date your husband, women out there. Um, but you know what I mean? Uh, I haven't dated for a really long time. And I looked at her and said, what are you doing about it? How are you participating in it? Now, I'm not saying that you have to go out there and, you know, be like Ruth and lay yourself on men's beds like she did with Boaz. But I am saying that if a guy comes up to you, you need to have a conversation. You need to engage somehow. If some, if a guy looks at you and smiles, smile back at him. Um, you know, even, even if it isn't your Boaz, it could lead to it. What are you doing about it? Are you on a dating site? Are you, have you messaged him? Have you just tried to have a conversation with him? And she looked at me and she said, no. 
Okay. So do you believe that your perfect husband is going to show up at your doorstep, ring your doorbell and say, here's a ring. Let's go get married. No, that's not going to happen. If that happens to you, please call me. I would love to hear that. And watch, I'll get like six emails, Matt, of people who, yeah. Okay. Uh, but that is not the rule. That is the exception. Um, you have to participate with God. It is not going to, he is not going to put a big bag of dreams together and, and, and hand it to you as a present with a big bow. That's just not how it works. You have to participate with, 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 do you hear me? You have to be active with every person in the Bible had to be active with God. Jesus Christ himself had to be active with God. Crucifixion just didn't happen. He had to submit himself to the authority of the father. You have a big role to play. Being lazy, being lethargic ain't gonna get you all that God has for you. If I made myself clear, good, let's move on. (laughs) Oh, but how do I get there, Lord? I used to tell myself this because I remember when I was a child, I would, this is a pretty interesting story, actually, considering I'm telling it on the radio. But the, I, I grew up in the era of boom box. Okay. Like, so I had one and I remember the Christmas that I got the double tape deck boom box. I was like freaking out. It was so exciting. I was like, oh my goodness. Now I can record something. I didn't just have a one tiny little boom box. But I would actually go sit in my bedroom. I, had, I shared a bedroom with my sister and I would lock the door. And I, there's actually, I have a picture of it somewhere. Um, I would sit there and I would hit record and then I would talk into the boom box and I would, I don't even know what I would talk about. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I wish, I wish I could find one of those cassette tapes. That would be amazing. Um, but I would just talk. And then I would stop recording and then I would play it to hear what I sounded like through the boombox. Little did I know that one day I would have the Autumn Mile show. Isn't that so crazy, Matt? I mean, I actually did that. My brother came in one time and I was recording myself and he, my brother is 17 months younger than me and he made fun of me for like weeks. But who's laughing now, David? Who is laughing now? Um, But in order to have a radio show, in order to work in media, it did not just happen. I had to step out. God said, listen, I want you to to do a show. We had to contact the station. We had to see if there was an opening. We had to develop our relationship with Salem. We had to develop our relationship with with the word. It did not just happen. God put the thing in my heart um, and and he had a manifestation of that, that that dream, I guess, that you could say when I was a little, little child, having my own radio show. However, there were so many things that I had to do in order to make that happen. I'm telling you today, you know, maybe you do want to have a radio show. I don't know. Maybe you want to have a podcast. I don't know. Maybe you want to write a book. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe you just want to get married. Like I talked about earlier, you have to play a part in that. You have to do the work, the work of faith. You have to do in order to work with God. Okay. Now, does God do miracles? Absolutely. But God also um, wants our works coupled with our faith. And you can read that in James. So here we have Moses. Love Moses. My son's name is Moses. 
And we 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 see him. I'm going to read this whole passage just because I think it's it's incredibly powerful. But Moses is given a very clear directive. The story will be v- incredibly familiar to you, those of you that are real, you know, stewards of the word. Here we have Exodus 3. Therefore, come now, I will send you to Pharaoh, God is speaking to Moses, so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I? that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, certainly I will be with you. I love how God comes in when we start asking questions and shuts us down with, certainly I'm going to be with you, Moses. Hello. You're not going to be doing this by yourself. I'm going to be with you. I want you to work with me, Moses. I want you to work with me. Certainly I'll be with you. And this shall be a sign to you. That it is I that have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt. You're going to worship God at this mountain. And Moses said to God, behold, I am going to the sons of Israel and I will say, and I will say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me. Now they may say to me, God, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God furthermore said to Moses, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name and this is my memorial to all generations. Go gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob has appeared to me saying, I'm indeed concerned about you and what's been done to you in Egypt. Now, I, uh, I'm obsessed with this passage of scripture for, um, for multiple reasons, but I'm going to give you some practical tips in the time that we have. Okay. When God gives you a dream, when God gives you a call, when God gives you a directive, when God says, this is what I have for you, Autumn, you're playing with your boom box, but you don't understand that I am going to educate you for the next some odd years in order to put you on, uh, on daily radio every single day. And this is not all that I do. I'm on lots of other people's radio um, radio shows. I am going to prepare you to do that. The first thing that we see Moses doing is that he says, yes, behold, I am going to the sons of Israel and I will say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me. The first thing that he needed to do was to say, Yes. Now I'm going to camp on this here just for a second because we have a lot of people that God has told a lot of things to, and you haven't given him your yes yet. Think of everything that Moses was going to lose by saying yes to the Lord. People no doubt thought he was totally insane. I mean, we know the story. We know how it ends. But Pharaoh, the sons of Israel, he was going to uh, literally be completely crucified by words and man's opinions and man's judgments of him in the coming weeks, in the coming months, in the coming 40 years. He was going to have to sacrifice his pride in order to assume what God was asking and calling him to do. But the first thing he had to do was say yes. And with that yes, he couldn't have probably understood the complete and total um, scope of what that yes meant. But he said yes. 
We've got a lot of people that God is saying, I just want you and your answer to him. You might not be saying it out loud. You might certainly wouldn't be saying it in your small group because how would that go about during prayer time? God asked me to do this, but I told him no. You've got no's in your spirit and you need to change them to yes. As Moses single handedly um, worked with God in order to to create and to give the greatest deliverance apart from Jesus Christ that we see. It started with a yes. And you know who that I'm talking about there today. God bless you. I love you. I say this and love to you. But when God said, hey, Autumn, I want you to start a conference ministry. My immediate answer, just going to be honest with you, was no. I don't have connections. I'm a divorced woman that has been kicked out of the, of the local church. Who is going to welcome me in? God, I was just like Moses. And God had to get me to the point where he said, which life do you want? A life filled with autumn-sized dreams or a life filled with God-sized purpose? And I had to change in my spirit that no that I had been harboring to, yes, Lord, whatever it is. I knew it was going to be hard. I knew it was going to grate on every insecurity I had. I knew I was going to be frustrated. I knew that people were going to not understand. I knew that I would even be um, ridiculed in the church for heaven's sake. Um, I knew that all of those things came with yes, but yes was the window to God's might in my life. And man. I'm so grateful for the grace that God gave me in order to say yes. That is your first step. That's the first thing that he says. Say yes. Your yes creates opportunity for God to move in your life. The second thing that he did, and I love, I love what God says. He says, you know, who shall I say send me? And, you know, God says, uh, I am who I am. Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. This is something that um, practically that you have to shift your mindset in order to do. Okay, you've got your yes. You're, 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 um, you're walking in your yes. Okay, Lord, I said yes. I'm freaking out because of my yes, but I'm going to walk in this yes. The second thing you need to understand is you are not going to accomplish a God-sized call without God. I am who I am sent me to you. I am who I am. That's what you, that's who you tell them sent me. I am who I am sent me to you. We have to operate under the I am's call. Now, so many times we'll say yes. And then all of a sudden we assume the call as ours. And what we must do is operate under the I am's leading. And this is what I mean by this. I remember sitting when I was going to, when I was, I had a a conversation with a publisher. We met at, I think Longhorn Steakhouse. (laughs) But I had a conversation with this publisher and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at her and she would ask me questions. And all I, my response was, I I mean, I didn't really know why she was talking to me at that moment because I've never written a book. I didn't know really what went into it. Um, But everything that she asked me, I would say, well, God, I believe God wants me to do this. I believe God is calling me to do this. I believe God. And and this is how God worked. And I remember her looking at me. We were a three hour meeting and it ended 
with my first book appointed months later. Um, but I remember her looking at me and saying, the way you answered those questions, I don't really see a lot of people answering questions just quite like that. And of course, I didn't really understand what she said because all I knew was that God had asked me to do something. And so I was going to operate under the call of the I am. I don't have any gifts apart from the Lord. I don't have I don't have any skills um, apart from what God has already given me. And so when I looked at her and I started talking to her, I even told her, I don't even know why you're talking to me, but I'm going to take this as a yes from the Lord for me to flush out this opportunity. When God asks us to do something, you operate under that call. I have been pushed back on multiple times by people telling me, you can't do this. You can't achieve that. You're too young. What do you have to say? You've been divorced. And my rebuttal has been simple. God has told me to. And so I'm going to push past your no because I have a greater yes that is backing me. You operate under the call, not over the call of the I am. There's such a freedom that comes about, especially when you're trying to take new ground. I remember uh, I started a Blush in 2010, Blush Network um, in 2010. And there was one, uh, one place I really wanted to do a conference. We've done about 25 conferences all over the country. Um, took a little hiatus from that in the last couple of years. But so there was one place that I really wanted to do a conference and, and we were having so much problem, so many problems getting a venue in this specific place. Now, some of them, you know, people will offer up their churches and, and it's amazing how, you know, God puts uh, things together. But there was this one place that I knew, I knew God was saying, I want you to have a conference here. This is the location. And we kept getting no, 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 you can't do it. No, it's too hard. No, this, no, we don't allow that. No. We, and I kept pushing back and, and telling my team, my one, one of my specific, she was director of our events at that time. I remember telling her, God has told me yes. So we are going to go on God's approval, not what they're telling us. We're going to push forward and push past it. And don't you know, not only did we eventually get a yes, I think we did like eight or nine conferences at that one location. It was amazing. We, we hired uh, multiple people from this one um, conference that we did there. We pushed past the man's no, and we resided under the mantle of the I am. And that's exactly what Moses did. When you see him going to Pharaoh, that's exactly, he, he puts forth the fact that, listen, God sent me here to let his people go. Multiple times he had to say that. And multiple times he did not operate by himself. He operated under the mantle of the one who sent him. Operate under the mantle of the I am. You got to say yes. You live under the mantle of the I am. Live under the call. Don't live above it. Don't make decisions for God. Let God make decisions for you. Let God put a burning in your heart to go and do something, to have a conversation with someone. Let God lead you and you operate under that mantle. The next thing, God will give you things that you do not have. I, um, oh my goodness, I'm having problems with my eyelashes here. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. There are so many times when uh, I hear someone saying, God is asking me to do this and he's put this, this desire in my heart and he wants me to do this, but I don't got any money, but 
I don't have a degree, but I'm not married. But, 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 but. What you don't understand is that when you say yes, when you operate under the mantle of the I am, God will use those things around you. What did he use when Moses said, yes, I will go? He, he had a staff. The Lord said, pick up the staff. And the staff became a supernatural stick of power that, that was enabled to do things that a normal stick would not do. It was an anointed stick that God used multiple times to part the Red Sea, to turn the water into blood. He turned it into a a snake. God will use the ordinary things around you to accomplish what he has for you. It's amazing. Um, when I was in high school, I, um, I had no idea. I was actually thinking about this the other day because I'm writing my second book. Um, all I remember thinking, and this is crazy that I even remember that. I'm not like having a revelation right here on, on the air today. Um, but I remember I took keyboarding one and two. And for some reason, I felt very, very strongly like keyboarding one and two would be very important to my life. I was a freshman in high school. How in the world was I going to know what God was going to use me to do? But I felt such a strong, like I I didn't just need to take keyboarding one. I also needed to take keyboarding two. Now, I don't even know if there were laptops back then. I I don't know. That was back in the early 90s. I don't know if there were or not. I don't know. I'm sure someone will tell me that they were. But I just remember learning where the D was and the S was and the A was. And I I remember the M and the N and the the numbers on the keyboard. And I just remember thinking, I am going to use this one day. This is going to be incredibly important for me one day. I've got to make sure I pay attention in this keyboarding one and this keyboarding two. And don't you know that I have written two books, write for a column, do all of these things. And how important keyboarding one and two was, I would have never known when I was a freshman in high school, but he got used something that he had taught me a long time ago. And and he really put it to supernatural use. God will use things that he's taught you in the past. God will use things around you. He'll use people around you that you're not even, um, that you don't even think is important. He will change them into game changers in your life, just like he anointed that staff. Say yes. Carry the mantle of the I am. God will give you things you do not have, and he will give things that you have supernatural ability. God will give you someone or something to supplement your weakness. Someone or something to supplement your weakness. I tell my team all the time as I look around at them, um, you guys are all my weaknesses. <laughs> I'm only really good at like two things. Um, and I have an amazing staff and they really, really are um, keep us on track and they keep things going and they make sure all the details are covered and stuff like that. But when Moses came forward, his complaint was, I don't know how to speak. He could have spoken, but his complaint was, you know, Lord, I, I'll go. I'll, I'll, you got my yes. I'm going to, I'm going to operate under the mantle of the I am. I'm going to use my staff and change it into things. And I believe that this has supernatural power, but Lord, I can't speak. And how am I going to speak? And God supplemented his weakness with Aaron. When God asks you to do something, look for people around you that will support your weakness. 
I think of one person very in particular. Um, uh, she is incredible and she rolls with like, she has like a different color highlighter for every day of the week. And then a different pen means a different thing. And, you know, I can't even find a pen in my purse. I look for a pen. My pe- my kids have taken it and they've written all over my wall. I don't even, I don't even have a pen. I have to like ask people to borrow a pen. She's got 42 pens. Okay. She is supplementing the weakness that I have sometimes of the big vision, big picture thing. She comes in and she's like, okay, you're going to have this radio interview on this. Well, now we got to do it. We got to send these emails and stuff like that. Her strength supports my weakness. Look for people around you that can come around you when God is asking you to do something that can stand in and support. Aaron was a great asset to Moses because he supported something that Moses was weak in. So I want you to say yes. I want you to operate under the mantle of the I am. I want you to look to God to make things around you supernatural. And I want you to look for someone that would supplement your weakness. Those are some practical tips on how you can get there. Those things are exactly what I did. They're exactly what Moses did and on and on and on. But those are things that will transform your process. You have to work with God. The last thing is he had to actually go. He had to go. He had to go stand before Pharaoh with the staff and with Aaron. He had to go. You have to go. You can't stop at getting supplemented in your weakness. You actually have to go. And I am calling you out and I am saying today, go do all that God has put in your heart. Work with him to achieve what he has for you. Love you guys. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Mile Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Mile Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn Miles' book, Appointed. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on The Word 100.7 FM.